Hi, I'm Savannah, and you're watching Savannah Alalay. I can't even say my name. This is terrible. Hi, I'm Savannah and you're watching Savannah Alalea TV. This is where we create headspace for your happiness in your business, your life and the world. And today we've got a special episode for you. I'm super excited to share this with you because we as a company are structured in such a way that when you invest in our training products or our training programs in Habits Academy, you're also investing in things that create social change for other human beings in the world and help us support heritage for wildlife in the world. So one of the charities that we absolutely love supporting is an incredible charity called Tusk. Earlier this year, I caught up with Charlie Mayhew, who is the founder and CEO of Tusk in the UK. So take a look. I'm really fascinated to know more about Tusk and share it with people. And I'm just curious how really you got started with Tusk. Well, I, I was fortunate enough that when I left school, I went out to Africa um, as part of a sort of gap year. And, and although uh, my initial visit was nothing to do with conservation, um, it opened my eyes to the continent and, and, uh, um, and really made me want to explore much more of it. Because uh, my initial visit was to South Africa. And I realised that South Africa wasn't really what I'd call the real Africa, sort of the deepest, darkest Africa. So um, over, the, over the years, I started to do a few more trips. And um, I, in 1985, I led an expedition, an overland expedition, taking 33 young people from all over Europe on a, effectively a blind date. Wow. And we drove for seven months from London to Cape Town. But to try and give some justification for the trip, we decided to take on a number of projects. And one of those projects in particular was to help put up the perimeter fence for the first rhino sanctuary in Kenya, at a place called Lake Nakuru. And it was during that time that I became aware and deeply interested in the conservation issues, and particularly the fact that the rhino population and the elephant population were being decimated by poaching. So it was really that moment that uh, was uh, a catalyst for me to set up the charity a few years later. What year did you found Tusk? Well, I'd, um, I, I co-founded Tusk uh, with uh, a great friend of mine who's an actor called Tim Aykroyd uh, in 1990. It was formally established, um, but I guess we started the, the thinking in the, the previous year. Um, and originally the idea was actually just to be a hobby. It wasn't meant to be anything more than that. You know, we wanted to uh, try and do our little bit for conservation. And we thought that, you know, once or twice a year, we'd organise some sort of party or fundraising event, raise a little bit of money, and it'd be our way of putting something back. Um, but um, as these things sort of tend to happen, it slowly took on the life of its own and uh, we started to gain a little bit of momentum and, and uh, more and more support and um, and then in, in two, about 2000 um, I was really forced with the decision as to whether I wanted to continue with my uh, 
commercial career as a financial advisor um, or really concentrate more on uh, developing the charity and building up the charity and uh, um, you know it, it wasn't a clever decision financially you know for me but um, I sort of followed my heart rather than my head and, and decided to uh, give up my my career as it were and um, and just focus on the charity. And since then Tusk has gone from strength to strength and you're you're very much international now, aren't you, in terms of having bases in the UK and in the US and is there anywhere else? That no, you well, absolutely. So we now have a, a, an office in New York, a fundraising office in New York, which is uh, really beginning to uh, establish itself there, and, and uh, which is very exciting. And uh, there's a huge opportunity for the charity to to raise significant funding out of, out of the US. Uh, but our main base is here in the UK. Um, and we now have a portfolio of about 50 projects uh, across 16, 17 countries in Africa. Um, the focus of the charity is not just purely the protection of wildlife, uh, although that is at the heart of its mission. Uh, it's very much combining the protection of endangered species uh, with, and, and their habitats uh, with sustainable community development and education. So we have these sort of three key pillars to the work that we do. Um, and probably two thirds of the money that we invest in Africa has a significant human dimension to its impact. And we really see that as a long term future and success of conservation is, is its reliance on the engagement with communities and demonstrating to uh, African communities that there's a real value uh, and benefit to them in preserving Africa's natural heritage. Awesome. I love the sound of that. And I think it's very much um, it's very much the human element. If you can support the human element, the rest of it will be looked after as well. That's that's really awesome. Can you can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Can you just share with us what exactly that is? Yeah, the the, the programs and the projects that the charity supports uh, across Africa are pretty diverse. So um, uh, there's, there's something in the region of 50 individual projects mm -hmm. uh, across the, you know, predominantly sub-Saharan uh, part of Africa. Um, some of them are, um, will be on the back of a flagship species. So anything from turtle conservation on the coast, uh, the Kenyan coast, uh, for instance, to wild dog conservation in Zimbabwe. Uh, cheetah programs in Namibia, um, guerrilla projects in the DRC and in the Cameroon, um, and then um, obviously uh, right at the moment we are seeing a huge um, onslaught of poaching of elephant and rhino across Africa. So a number of our projects are focused on helping to enhance the security and the protection of not only elephant and rhino, but other species. You know, for instance, the lion population in Africa is under huge threat. Many people don't realize that. So uh, we now estimate that the lion population in Africa is less than the rhino population, wow. which is staggering. That's, so less yeah. than 20,000 lion left in the wild today in Africa. Um, and the elephant population, you know, the last over the last three years, we've lost probably 100,000 elephants wow. to poaching. 
to fuel, you know, to supply the ivory trade, the illegal ivory trade. Um, so, you know, it's really trying to face up to these issues, but also, as I said earlier, to really uh, ensure that uh, the African communities, rural communities that live alongside wildlife, see those species and, and its wildlife as, a, as an asset and not as a threat. And uh, so we, we, we support initiatives that are stimulating nature-based enterprise, um, which, uh, you know, generating revenue and income for these local communities, a revenue that they'd never had before, and through which they can use to improve their livelihoods, uh, build schools, fund water projects, health clinics, and so on and so forth. So creating a win-win environment then for themselves, so. but also for the um, for the animals that they have around them as Abs well. Absolutely, absolutely. That. So you know the charity is supporting you know anything from microcredit schemes uh, to uh, the construction of schools, funding widespread environmental education programs, um, and it's a pretty diverse range of projects, which actually gives it a an attraction to a much broader donor base. You know, there are some people in this world who, you know, want to focus on education. Others want to focus on water. Uh, some want to focus on a particular species, you know, and have a love of, of, you know, maybe cheetahs or turtles or whatever it might be. So, you know, we've within the portfolio of projects we've got, we've got a, you know, we can provide uh, all of those. Something for everybody. Something for everybody. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's really awesome. Yeah. I think diversity is one of the most important things. How can how can people get in touch with you? How can they support what you're doing? Um, I know you've got a few different events that you run annually, but what's the best way? Well, the, I suppose the, the, the easiest is 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 uh, by going onto our website, which is uh, www.tust.org. So very simple, tust.org. Um, but yes, we have a we have a vast array of, of events and initiatives. We have people running the London Marathon. We have our own marathon, which we uh, organise in in Kenya at one of the project sites um, called the Safaricom Marathon. Uh, we have people doing all sorts of challenges. Last year, we had uh, a group of sort of mad dogs and Englishmen who went and played the highest game of cricket on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro and raised a phenomenal amount of money. Um, so we have people doing all sorts of weird and wonderful and wacky things, which is fantastic. Um, and we have our own events, whether it be sort of, you know, uh, speakers coming to give lectures at the Royal Geographical Society and so on and so forth. Um, so there are all sorts of ways. And clearly, you know, if people just want to donate, um, at whatever level they can afford, then they can do that through the website. It's very, it's very simple. Awesome. Thank you. Now I want to ask you, um, is there... I know sometimes people like to feel that a donation that they're making is going to go to a specific thing and it's going to, um, you know, they, they make their donation and they know that for doing that they will have helped a lion or helped yeah. an elephant. Do you have anything that allows them to see or understand a certain amount of what a certain amount of money will do, what it will buy, what it will support well, the charity? We, absolutely. I mean, what's, what's very important to us is, is in, in, in the uh, is to ensure that we maximise the amount of money into the field and we, we minimise the core costs of the charity. So we've got a very small team. Um, uh, there are seven of us working in the UK, two of whom are part-time, and we have two based in New York. So we're a very, very small team. We punch way above our weight. Um, and 
uh, you know, in that sense, you know, we are delivering, you know, in the region of 80% of the funds we raise directly into the field. Now, there, there, there are, uh, you know, lots of people who, uh, as I say, would, you know, have a preference for a particular type of project. And, you know, they're more than uh, welcome to uh, direct their funds if they would like to do that. Um, you know, they simply, you know, they make a donation, send a check in, uh, you know, they can just add a note and say, you know, we'd like it to go towards the Labour Wildlife Conservancy or the Mukamazi Reserve in Tanzania or whatever it might be. All the projects are promoted on the website. Um, or they can leave it to us to distribute the funds across a broad spectrum of projects. But our commitment and our pledge is that we will deliver the maximum amount into the field that we possibly can at all times. That's absolutely awesome. I, I love it. The more I learn about Tusk, the more I love it. So thank you so much for, for, for what you do and for, for sharing um, well, with us today. No, it's a real pleasure and a great joy. Great. The charity was established in 1990, really at the height of the last great poaching crisis when 100,000 elephants were being slaughtered a year for ivory. Conservation is ultimately about people, and so we started to support projects which had a strong human dimension. Wildlife can't stand alone. It's about the people that it shares the land with. I was looking for a charity that I could put my support to, and many, many people mentioned Tusk at the time. It's innovation, it's community-led initiatives. And so I was very, very pleased that there was an organisation like Tusk out there in the conservation field. Tusk environment is huge amongst our schools, but not only in Lewa, but in the larger Africa. They come out and they're actually part of exactly what you're doing. So when they're talking about it, they've been out there, they've seen it, and they're involved in what exactly what is happening. Children are getting through high school, they're getting through university. Those are the future leaders of tomorrow. The benefits are so tangible, you can see what is happening on the ground. In 25 years, Tusk has become a potent force in conservation. And now you can look and see all the projects that are making a difference. You can never look at wildlife on its own without the prosperity of its people. It has to be totally interlinked. And Tusk help those people to give them the resources they need to succeed in what they're trying to achieve. That's where the heart of all of Tusk lies, in these communities where they can really feel the benefits from it. You know, when Charlie first came to Kenya, elephants were being killed and we were unable to stop it. Here we are now, 25 years later. It's a very different Kenya. What's amazing is this area, which used to be the, really the heart of the killing fields yeah. of the last great yeah. poaching yeah. crisis, yeah. has now come under a common conservation policy with all the communities engaged in conservation. In 2012, we lost 138 elephant poached. So far this year, we're under 25 elephant poached. And that's because communities have seen that wildlife can bring peace, can bring employment. You know, conservation is bringing everybody together to make this happen, and Tusk has been a key partner in this whole process. It's a charity that's created from a lot of passion and goodwill. And if you can bring that to an issue as big and as global and as daunting as the wildlife trade, I think it's really important there's a place for something like that in there. Tusk is nothing without its partners. 
The, the charity is defined by the people that we work with and the projects we work with across Africa. So we work very hard to make sure those partnerships are good and strong and long-lasting. You know, when we work with someone, we work with them for the long term, and that's the key to the success of the charity. I'd love the idea of TUS being able to push forwards in the next, over the next 25 years to double in size and double in work on the ground. I'm lucky I live here. I live with these animals and my children have been brought up with them. And my hope is that every child has the opportunity to at least see a rhino in the wild. It's being able to see these creatures in 25 years' time. It's like that old saying, you don't realise what you've got until it's gone. No one underestimates the size of the challenge, but I really do feel we're making a huge difference for the development and the prosperity of the African people. And if we can get this momentum going, I think more and more people will back it. We simply cannot be the generation that lets these incredible species such as elephant and rhino disappear on our watch. It seems to me we have a moral responsibility to look after the natural world because there are so many forces that are working to destroy it. So the next 25 years must be about ensuring the long-term survival of this incredible wildlife and using conservation to support the livelihoods of the people of Africa. anywhere other than savannaralalia.com come on over and subscribe and if you've been inspired by the information that's been shared in this video then please feel free to share it forward you'll be creating major change for many many people and animals in the world remember now is your time to shine do what you love and live your life on purpose and share your flavor of awesome out into the world that's it for today. Thank you so much for watching. Meditate Your Mind is now open. This is your chance to join. Go to www.meditateyourmind.com. There are limited spaces and doors close October 10th, 2016. Midnight GMT. Um, yeah, that's why I'm a bit like, oh. but it's okay. I keep just tripping <laughs> over right. my words. La, 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 la.